Welcome to episode two of the Sports Bet Basketball Podcast. My name is Ed White. Yes, the big news. We were given an episode two. That is really, really big news. Thank you for listening or downloading. Plenty of NBL and NBA to talk about today. Sports Bet NBA trader Adam Cox will join me in a bit. But first, it's welcome back to former NBL champion and Sports Bet Basketball ambassador Mark Worthington. Hello, Wertho. G'day, Ed. We're back. Yes, we are. We Episode were given the two. nod. Woo. It was a little shaky there for a while. Yeah, it was. No, we're back and we're, we're pretty happy about it. How have your ambassadorial duties been going? Do you have to like travel the country representing us? or I just uh, latched onto the royal family. Ah. Uh, I was in Dubbo yesterday. Yeah, good. Went and saw the zoo. <laughs> Kissed a few hippos. Yeah, brought them some yeah, rain. Yeah, exactly. And uh, now down in Melbourne, so... Very good. Been a good first week. Very, very good. Now, last week I did mention the Sports Bet NBL fantasy competition at nbl.com.au. Uh, you were playing in this. A little birdie told me that you're off to a bad start. Well, don't call me a little birdie, Ed. I've been retired for a while now, so I'm a little bit bigger than a little birdie. But yes, I'm part of the competition. You can actually add me as a competitor this year into your league. Which sounds like a good thing, frankly. That's an easy win. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully uh, things are looking up for Were Those Warriors and uh, we, we get off to a better start in round two. Very original name, by the way, Were Those Warriors. Thank mm, you, mate. Yeah. Uh, also, a little bit later, we're going to be giving away three double passes to Melbourne United's game this coming Sunday against Adelaide, so make sure you listen closely for details to come. What a week one to start with, were those six of seven away teams won. Obviously, Perth, the only home team that won the last game of the round, pretty much everyone predicted against the tired Illawarra team, but six of seven. Yeah, it's unbelievable, and obviously it got off to a great start with Brisbane beating New Zealand. I don't think anyone expected that to happen. Now, New Zealand looking so good against Phoenix in the NBL-NBA crossover game, and then Brisbane, they they struggled in the blitz. You know, their chemistry's not right yet. They've been interrupted with a lot of people coming in late. They're mm. probably a month behind schedule, but that was a great win for them on the road. Then I think we all expected Melbourne United to beat Illawarra, but not in the fashion that it happened. No. We'll talk about that. We will, yeah. Uh, and then New Zealand and and Cairns getting good road victories. Obviously, Cairns against the Brisbane Bullets, who are backing up after New Zealand and a good win. And then New Zealand, who had lost to Brisbane, then go into Melbourne and beat them on banner uh, unveiling night for Melbourne United. Yeah, so just extraordinary start, uh, in- including that amazing four-overtime game uh, in Illawarra. And, and just a little personal note on that was one of the funny ones. I was watching that, you know, pretty good game, da-da-da-da, goes to overtime. My son's ready to go to bed. Hey, stick around and watch the overtime, mate. Come on, it'll be fine. He watches it. <laughs> then my wife comes in. Ah, stick around and watch the next overtime. Just kept going. Four overtimes, um, some unbelievable shots. Blanchfield was incredible. Golding was incredible. Some just remarkable play from some very tired guys. I'd imagine Sam would be able to do whatever he wants since he brings in the most money in the family as a TV (laughs) actor. So Sam can do whatever he likes. But I think the thing that stood out for me is the shot-making abilities of the Australian content that we have in this league. You said Todd Blanchfield and his ability and he made some massive shots down the stretch. Chris Goulding his ability to make shots, we've yeah. known that for a while. But that got put on display and it's the second time ever in NBL history that a game yeah. had gone to a quadruple overtime. 
Uh, man, it was in a fun game just to watch. It was. Yeah, it was a remarkable game. Uh, I've got a funny story too if you'd like to hear it. Yeah, would love to hear it. I was catching up with a few Southeast Melbourne Magic players ah. and on the table next to me was Wayne Carey. Right. And I was watching the game on my phone and by the end of it, there was about 15 people crowded around my table <laughs> all watching the game. So including Wayne Carey. Including Wayne Carey. Wow. The, the duck was watching too. Brush with celebrity. How about that? I know. He was pretty happy to be around me. That's, that's <laughs> very good stuff. Other things from uh, week one. What would you make of the Kings losing their debut at home? Uh, I was surprised, mainly because I thought, you know, they obviously had to put on a good showing. The crowd came out and drove to, to watch Andrew Bogan, his first game. Uh, but Adelaide, in typical Adelaide fashion, rallied from their loss against Perth uh, a few nights before at home. And really, they ran them off the court in the fourth quarter. Essentially, it was a fourth quarter run of defense and transition that really did it for, for Adelaide. And Joey, I think as a, as a stat man, you were mentioning to me before we came on air, he's got a remarkable record against Andrew Gaze. Yeah, Joey is now 9-0 and zero versus wow. Gazy. So, uh, yeah, incre- incredible stat line. And if you're Andrew Gaze and you look down, you see one of the sharpest dress- dresses in the game in Joey Wright. I don't think you're too happy at the moment. I'm going to give you one guy who was unbelievably good and one guy who struggled a lot. Mellow Trimble for Cairns. Remarkable. What a performance he put on. And a great effort by the, the guys from up your way, the Taipans. Big win. Huge win. I, I predicted a win from you the, did. From the you Taipans. Did. Yep, uh, fair enough. Mellow Trimble was sensational. He's got a, li- a little bit of Scotty Wilbekin about him. He does a little bit of everything in the game. He gets to the basket. He's got a good mid-range. He can shoot from deep. I, I don't think anyone was expecting to have him to have the bag of tricks that he did. Uh, and the one thing, if you're a Taipan supporter, is you're pretty happy because they got a lot of open looks that they didn't knock down. They've got a really, really good three-point shooting team. You've got Newble, you've got Devin Hall, who, you know, he's going to find his feet. Alex Loughton, Rob Lowe, Dexter Koenigs-Drew coming off the bench. They are loaded with shooters, so if they get the open looks that they did against the Bullets, they're they're going to be a fun team to watch. And great to see Nate Jawai out there. It just he just the league is better when Big Nate is healthy and playing well. He's one of the most dominant big men to play in the NBL, and when he's healthy, he's a lot of fun to watch. He was a lot of fun to play with personally, yeah. uh, and his passing is the most underrated thing about his game. He's a great passer. Bogut is obviously a fantastic passer. Yep. Nate Jarwai is a really, really good passer out of the post. What's he like as a teammate? Good guy? Oh, great guy. Yeah. One of my really close mates when we played together. We obviously had to have good chemistry as a four or five man combination. Sure. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed playing with him, uh, A, because he commanded so much attention. Uh, and B, <laughs> yeah. B, he's just a lovable character, really great with my kids, all that sort of stuff that you want from a, from a guy. From a good story to a maybe not as good story, uh, Sed Jackson, former uh, MVP, great talent, really struggled. And boy, social media was not very kind to him. He was really copying it on Twitter. Yeah, it wasn't his uh, the greatest start for his uh, his season. It's probably, um, you know, if you look across the league, he probably got, there's a lot of other people that didn't really perform on the weekend, but he yeah. sort of copped the main he attention did. from it. Um I hope we see Cedric from the New Zealand days. Obviously, him and Dean Demopoulos in Melbourne didn't quite work out, but he was a lot of fun to watch, and it looked like he was having fun 
uh, in New Zealand compared to Melbourne. If he gets back to that fun, and Bevo is probably the one guy in this league that can allow him to have a bit of fun outside of Joey Wright, I'd say. But uh, if if Bevo can tap into that happiness that he had in yeah. New Zealand, he'll be fun to watch again. One last thing, and also keeping the Twitter trend, uh, you found yourself in a little tiff, a little Twitter tiff with uh, Kevin White or uh, about a uh, little tweet you said about A.J. Ogilvie, maybe question whether he was hurt, and, uh, and then there was a picture of Ogilvie's ankle, and then Kevin White came back at you and you went back to him. All good? Just a little harmless banter? Uh, look, I, I had an opinion yep. uh, when it happened at the time. Uh, I didn't think there was much into it. Obviously, there was. Uh, with the picture that came out, uh, I love that Kevin White stood up for his teammate. I think that's fantastic. Uh, there's not much more to it from here. Great. Uh, but, yeah, I guess that's in the role that I am in now. I have an opinion yeah. on sport, uh, rightly or wrongly. I was wrong on this occasion. Uh, and uh, hopefully we see AJ up on the, out on the court in Cairns on Sunday. Had 21 rebounds, I think. In that game, pretty impressive. That was the four, was that the four OT game? Yeah, yeah I think it was. was. Yeah. Twenty one rebounds in that one. Good to hear. I mean, obviously, one of the great things that the NBA has done is have uh, let players kind of go on social media and they kind of go at each other. And as long as it's in good, uh, you know, good humor, uh, then it's a good thing. Just only boost the league up. So hopefully, uh, we'll, uh, you know, you won't find yourself in too many of these, or at least too many that are. Uh, Remember, that are it used any to censor me. I in did. The South I know that's going to be a theme. I'm, I can't really do that anymore. Even though I, I saw that tweet and I went, "Oh come on, Mark!" Then I realized, <laughs> no, I can't do that to him anymore. <laughs> Let's take a look at week two uh, as we move on. Only five games this week. It starts Friday with the Sydney Kings again playing Adelaide at the Adelaide Thirty Sixers. Adelaide $1.86, Sydney $1.94, so it's pretty close. The handicap, very odd. We'll talk to Adam Cox about this shortly. Adelaide plus half a point. Half a point. Very unique line. We'll ask Adam about that. What's your feeling on this game? Give, uh, especially given that Joey's, what, 9-0, did you say? Yeah, I, I think Adelaide's going to win this one. Uh, they've won their past seven in a row against uh, Sydney at home. The last time Sydney had won in Adelaide is back in 2014. So mm. uh, I think that the trend will continue. I think Adelaide will have a lot of run in their game and uh, they should get the chocolates here. Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, Brisbane travel to WA to play Perth. It's $1.26 Perth, three ninety Brisbane. The handicap line is Perth minus 7.5. Would think this would be a tough ask for Brisbane. Yeah, obviously coming off the double last week and, and the loss to the Taipans, travelling across the country to go see the Red Army and yes. all their delightful fans. Um, <laughs> interesting stat in this one, Tom Jervis is playing his 100th game for the Wildcats. The last 10 times a Wildcats player has played his 100th game at home, the Wildcats have won that game. Right. So I'd expect that to be number 11. There we go. Good stats. Werther turning quickly turning into a stats man. Sunday, this is one of the first midday-ish uh, tip-offs, 12.20 Eastern time. Sydney Kings at New Zealand Breakers. Uh, Kings are favored $1.65, New Zealand two twenty five. The line is New Zealand plus two and a half. Interesting, uh, Kings favored on the road. Yeah, I actually think the Kings are going to win this one. Uh, I think Bogut is going to be too much for long. I really enjoy watching Long's game. Uh, however, he can be a little foul-prone at times. And if I'm Sydney, I'm throwing the ball into Bogut. If you're 0-2, mm. potentially, uh, and you have a, a game against New Zealand, 
I'm going to give the best player on our team the ball, and that's Andrew Bogan. No disrespect to Jerome Randall and what he's able to do, but we saw what Bogut could do for the Warriors, and they used him off the high post yeah. a lot. I'd expect that the Kings will do the same. And some stats on this one? Well, they don't have a great record, a few of the players from the Sydney yeah. Kings. Daniel Kickett yeah. has never won in this arena. Never won a game. Never won at Spark Arena. Right. Brad Newley, never won. Right. Jerome Randall, never, never won. won. Is that right? So three of their starters wow. have never, ever won. Okay. If you like stats, I think you'd get on New Zealand at those odds. <laughs> However, <laughs> I think Bogut might be a little bit too much for New okay. Zealand. Okay, I like it. Sunday game at 2.50 Eastern time. Big one. Grand final rematch. Adelaide 36ers at Melbourne United, $1.48 Melbourne United, two sixty seven Adelaide. The line is Melbourne United minus four and a half. I'd expect Melbourne United to bounce back from this one. Disappointing loss against New Zealand. Interesting fact for this one. Adelaide 0-5 last year mm. against Melbourne in Melbourne, including yep. in the three games in the yep. grand final. Obviously, if the games pan out like anything that we saw in the grand final last year, it's going to be an absolute sensational game. But I think Melbourne will bounce back and, and win this one. Last game is a 5.20 p.m. Eastern time game on Sunday. Not a marquee matchup, but I think this could be one of the best games of the week. Illawarra at Cairns. Cairns $1.56. Illawarra two forty four. The line is Cairns minus three and a half. I think this would be a good game. Yeah. Uh, tough ask for Illawarra again. Obviously, the, the travel issues. You're going to say that every week? Tough ask for Illawarra? <laughs> no, no. Okay. All right. Um, but obviously the travel from Perth yeah. and back, the quadruple overtime game, uh, they'll have time to to freshen up but then make the trip up to to Cairns is going to be a tough one. And, and some of their players don't have the best record in Cairns. They have seven active players that have a losing streak of two games or more. Conrad has lost the last eight. Kevin White has lost the last seven. Overby wow. the last six. Jackson Conklin and Anderson have lost the last three. And Jordan Edgett's lost his last two games up there. So, I mean, Kansas is a tough place to play for anyone. But, you know, they've got an exceptionally good record against uh, Cairns, uh, against, against, against Illawarra. Uh, Illawarra. And I'd just say Rob Beveridge, who we've praised as a coach, he's 3-14 and 14 up in Cairns all time. Now, you played... In Cairns, you, you, as a Taipan, you played in Cairns as a dragon, as a uh, tiger, whatever. Um, why Cairns, is it so hard? Travel? Place. Weather? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Travel? Weather? Uh, I, I know the I, crowd's I, pretty crazy, yeah. that little sort of tin roof place. No, no, place. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like Perth when they're at Challenge Stadium. Like yeah. You sort of feel the crowd is almost on top of you. Yep at times and you know momentum plays a huge part in basketball and obviously if the taipans get going that crowd gets going mm. it generates a whole lot of energy uh, in that stadium that you don't necessarily get in a few of the other stadiums just because of how broad it is but they pack it in at the convention center the orange army they're very mm. passionate about they their are. team obviously there's not a whole lot of other sporting teams to follow up in uh, far north queensland but that is one team that they get a ticket for every time and you'll be doing that game for fox 
I will be commentating that game with Cameron Tregar and Matty Russell, and so I'll be making my debut as right. a commentator mm. and not just a sideline reporter, so it'll be a bit of fun. And, way uh, up in the sky. Away oh, so from- oh, Ogilvy and White can't stop by at half court and say hi? No, too far no, they, they, okay. no, they won't. Okay, all right, fair enough. Before we leave the NBL, I did say earlier we have three double passes to Melbourne United's Sunday game against Adelaide to give away, so three groups of two tickets to win. Here's what you have to do. Tell us the city where Mark Worthington was born and be one of the first three people to tweet us at sportsbet.com.au. So that's our Sportsbet uh, Twitter handle. Use the hashtag WinWithWortho. You've got to use that, and then you can pick the tickets up at the arena. We'll get back to you and tell you how you can do all that. So WinWithWortho and tweet us at sportsbet.com.au. The first three people to get it right where Mark Worthington was born, the city will win those double passes. Very kind of you to call it a city. Might be a town. Eh, sounds. We'll take town or Paul city. Paul Cameron Glidden is the second best player ever from this town. <laughs> nice. Although he's going pretty well, Mark. He's going pretty well. Like it's probably yeah. is too late for him to pass you by. Um, <laughs> The uh, <laughs> It's time to turn our attention to the NBA now. And the good news is he's been given a vote of confidence. He's been allowed he's back. back. He's back for a second show. Sports bet, NBA trader, Adam Cox. Coxie, how are you? Good, thanks. I think that's my greatest achievement, getting back here, <laughs> getting through that, that, that tight confines there. That's very good. Love now it, we Coxie. Did, <laughs> we did. Now, we have, uh, we'll give out your uh, Twitter. You've got a Twitter handle, yeah? I do. I'm Can not we quite give that as out? controversial. Can uh, we give that out? Yeah, it's uh, Adam underscore Cox 41. Adam underscore Cox 41. Dirk Nowitzki, of course. The there we go. He's a big, big Mavs fan. Now, we're taping this on Thursday, so some games have happened today. We had two big games on uh, Wednesday that kicked off the season. Celtics 105, Sixers 87, Warriors 108, Thunder 100. Big, big uh, start to the year, uh, not only for the teams, but a lot of betting coming through. People really, really interested. You guys were uh, really working hard yesterday. Yeah, massive you? game, the Philly-Boston game. A, a couple of Australia's favourite teams, I think, so we expected, yeah. we expected turnover to be high there. Um, you know, I was impressed in this game by Boston and I was unimpressed by Philly. Mm. Not so much the team, but more, you know, a couple of the changes they made with Fultz in the lineup. You know, I didn't like that, but... Um, yeah, Boston looked great. Tatum was fantastic. And I, I arguably say, without Tatum, Baines was probably man of the match. Baines was unbelievable. I did watch a lot of that. Tatum, 23, Morris, 16, by the way. Uh, Baines with a couple of huge plays, great passes, uh, a big three, uh, just that court awareness that we love about him. Kyrie Irving, 2 for 14, and Gordon Hayward, 4 for 12. So they win that 105-87 without to the two superstars coming back playing well. I think the depth of the Boston Celtics mm. is their greatest attribute. And uh, it's funny how the injuries of Kyrie and Gordon Hayward has just sped up the process of how good this team was going to be because Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, they all got uh, Terry Rozier, they all got good minutes. You look at their roster you have to go down to their eighth, ninth person where you go, they're going to play good minutes this year and and play a part. Uh, Outside of the Utah Jazz, who probably have the second deepest roster, uh, 
I love what the Boston Celtics are about and obviously a great coach in Brad Stevens. Yeah, he's going to uh, – the only thing he's going to have to worry about is playing time for all those guys. Sixers, uh, Simmons was the usual sort of line, 19, 15, and 8. Embiid was 23 and 10. They were 5 of 26 from the three-point line. But both of you guys, neither of you guys really impressed with what you no. saw. Um, three of 15 their starters were from downtown. Which, wow. You know, when you take Redick out of that lineup, like who's going to shoot the ball well down there? Saric didn't have a great game. He can shoot the ball, but it'd be interesting to see how long this Fultz lineup, um, you know, will last. They're playing Chicago it's tomorrow. Done. <laughs> does, it's he, done. does he start him tomorrow and give him another chance, or, or is it done? Uh, Brett Brown, obviously, I was coached by him with the mm. national team. He's a very, very smart guy, and he probably isn't done yet because he knows how to manage personalities as well as anyone else, and he's been able to sit through a lot of stuff. But if they lose again. I would expect there to be a, a change fairly soon because JJ Redick is the one guy that was sort of he flew underneath the radar last year, mm -hmm. and we all know when he gets going, he's fun to watch as a shooter. He certainly is. Second game, uh, a much better game. Uh, Warriors one hundred eight, Thunder one hundred. Uh, Warriors Curry was had thirty two, five of nine from three it was unbelievable. Durant twenty seven and a couple of you know unbelievably Durant esque plays. Uh, Looney 10, uh, 10 points, ten rebounds, very impressive, and forty four percent from the field. The Thunder on the other hand, without Russ, got twenty seven from George, twenty one from Schroeder, Adams seventeen eleven. Look, if you're a Thunder fan, that's not a bad start on the road in Oakland without your best player. No, I think I tweeted something similar yesterday. Uh, I, you know, I quite like what Schroeder brought when he moves back to the bench from that second unit. You bring back Westbrook, you bring back Robeson for your defense yeah. there. You know, they're actually you know deeper than I thought they would be, and they're looking like a top four team. Depending how Westbrook, you know, and Robeson's been pushed back, so depending on how those guys come back. I too like Schroeder, except for his haircut. Oh, it's a very strange what's haircut, going on, isn't it? Is. Yeah, it's very weird. Well, he's there with Westbrook, and but they look they look happier without Carmelo Anthony yeah. there yeah. in the lineup. They look more balanced. Yeah, and Robinson will obviously bring that defensive uh, intensity that they want, uh, and then Westbrook. Well. I think him and PG are going to have a really, really good year together. Yeah, George looks settled. Like I said, I was saying, like, in you know, the last year, he was all this talk about where is he going to go. He's only playing to get to L.A. He signed a deal. He's back. I agree with you. I his, think he's going to have a great year. His third quarter yesterday was remarkable. Yeah. He, he forget what a good shooter that guy is. Back in the game. He just so drops good. those shots. Yeah. Uh, what about the Warriors? What do we think? I mean, same old Warriors. They kind of looked that way, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, once everyone's healthy, they've probably got the best starting five ever assembled in it for an NBA team. Curry, uh, Thompson, yeah. Durant, Green, Boogie Cousins. Th that's pretty handy. I don't think there is – I'm going to say they're not going to be as good as last year. I think they're going to struggle at times this year. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, Steph had a great game yesterday, uh, 32 points, 5 and 9 from deep. Uh, but Clay Clay missed a lot of shots. Draymond is terribly underdone. Mm. Um, it's going to be an interesting start to the season for him. 
Yeah, it, and also they had the, the ring ceremony as well that went on for about 25 minutes where I think everyone in the arena got a ring. and that's, even, that's Even the equipment the manager. The equipment manager got a ring. It's, it's like one it. of those things where, you know, it just kept going. But, you know, to play through that and to come out and win that game, uh, very impressive. Did you get your ring from the South Dragons? Yet? I never got one, Mark. You guys never called me out and uh, gave me a ring. I don't know what Mark happened to talk with that. To, I believe that's Mark Cowan. Yeah, you're probably right. That's a guy yeah. I never got one either. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um we are taping this on a Thursday, so a number of games have finished. A, a couple are still going on. One of the games I watched uh, was the Milwaukee-Charlotte game. Milwaukee won that by a point, but uh, Kemba Walker was just unbelievable. Yeah, Charlotte. Um, you know, I, we wrote about Charlotte and how we think they're going to be a big improver this year. Faster tempo offense, which really suits Kemba. He dropped 41 today. Ugh. Which is he really got him back in the game. They were down big early. Yeah, uh, I think they were down twenty something. Charlotte, so great job to fight back. You know, Giannis looked unbelievable. Twenty five, eighteen, and eight for him. Eighteen rebounds. He had is. seven rebounds in the first quarter. Oh, the MVP race is on already. I think Davis. We'll have a look at that a bit later on. But he had a similar stat line. But you know, great game. And Kumbo hit those two free throws down the stretch there and. Charlotte had a couple of chances to win it and they just slipped by him. I, I watched them play last year versus the Clippers towards the end of the season. He's incredible to watch mm -hmm. up close, yeah, Giannis. I can his, imagine. His length, his height, and what he's able to do on the basketball court is just its unbelievable. I can't, like, I've been lucky enough to be up close and play against a few NBA players uh, at the Olympics, but he's just another level. Yeah. Of athlete that I've never seen before. Yeah, and he's two brothers too playing on the Greek national team with him. So that's going to be interesting too. Cleveland and Toronto, 116-104 in favor of the Raptors. Kawhi Leonard, 24 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, Lowry went for 27. And uh, Danny Green chipping in with 11 and 5. So... You know, this is a team a lot of people like. Obviously, Cleveland without LeBron has still got some pieces, but probably really not enough to compete. But this Raptors team is the one a lot of people are high on. Yeah, I'm very high on them, as uh, as you know. But a good game for them to start off with, I think, against Cleveland. Mm. Give the starting five some chemistry there. It does take time for guys to get used to each other in game in game settings. Quite looked good today. He had his 22 shots. You know, didn't shoot the ball great, but did what he needed to do. I like the move of putting uh, Pascal Sikkim in the starting lineup there for Ibaka. Bringing Ibaka off the bench, gets to play a bit more four there as well, which will help him. Um, and as we were talking about uh, earlier, you and me were the Kyle Lowry just had a 27-point game, 10 mm. and 12 from the field. Uh, I, I love him. Everything that's happening, the poor decision to fire Dwayne Casey after winning Coach of the Year. Absolutely. <laughs> the, Bizarre. the trade with uh, Kawhi and DeRozan. And everyone seemed to have forgotten about Kyle Lowry. He is a sensational player. He's an all-star player. And he, once again, he just quietly goes about his business and once again he's done it again. We'll check in on DeMar DeRozan, in fact, because uh, the Spurs beat the Timberwolves. A spirited Timberwolves effort, by the way, after we talked about the whole Jimmy Butler situation last week. 112-108 in favor of the San Antonio Spurs. Aldridge had 21. Rudy Gay with 18. DeMar DeRozan, 28 on his Spurs regular season debut. Uh, that's not a bad effort. Taking a look over at the, the Wolves, Wiggins had 20, Towns only had eight, but had nine rebounds. Jimmy Butler, 23, Jeff Teague with 27. So hard to draw any conclusions from that, but nice to see DeRozan coming out and having a big game, I think. Yeah, it's great to see DeRozan have a big game. He would have been facing Butler, who was an excellent defensive player, you know, a fair bit of this game. So 
it's great to see him putting up the, those big numbers there. The Timberwolves, you know, they're a good team with Butler in there. There was no doubting that. You know, I switched it on a couple of minutes in and got a Towns assist to Butler and a little high five back down the court, which was good to see. But, I mean, what happens with Butler is anybody's guess. Mm. I don't think they'll hold on to him. You know, I can see them trading him towards a trade deadline. They don't want him to leave for nothing. And with unhappy players, you've especially star players, you've got to try and get something back in that return. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Houston get involved there, Miami obviously, and a couple of borderline playoff teams as the season goes on will we'll definitely be knocking on Minnesota's door. Well, you mentioned Houston. They uh, laid an egg today in their debut against the Pelicans, 131 to 112. Harden finished with 18. Chris Paul with 19. Uh, Eric Gordon was the leading scorer with 21. Carmelo was 3 for 10, only scored uh, 9 points. But wait do you hear some of these uh, Pelicans lines. Anthony Davis, 32 points, 16 rebounds, 8 assists. Nikola Mirotic, 30 points, 10 rebounds. Etwan Moore, 21 points. Alfred Payton, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. First triple-double of the year to Alfred Payton. That's a hell of a performance. Yeah, well, I, I don't think anyone expected that. But as we've heard, the curse of the Kardashians, maybe it's the curse of Mello. Because wherever he goes, <laughs> not much winning happens. I like it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he started in Denver. Went to New York. We we all know what happened with the Knicks. Went to OKC. They were miserable last year and unhappy. Got bounced out by Utah early. Now he goes to the team that should have beaten the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals last year, and they lay that as their opening game at mm-hmm. home. Yeah. Not. I'm, I'm not going to read too much into it, but... The change of bringing Melo in and losing people like Luke Mabayamute and Trevor Ariza obviously is having an impact. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, I agree there. The big guys for the Pelicans work quite well together. Davis, Miritich, Randall all had 25-plus points, which is great to see. Yeah, Randall chipping in too. Yeah, yeah. that's sensational. Could be a six-man of the year. That's going to be a fun, yeah, the fun team to watch. Just a couple more before we move on and look at the games coming up. Uh, not a great start for the Hawks. They were blitzed by the Knicks and the Grizzlies were hammered by the Pacers. So you get the feeling it's going to be a long year for uh, both of those teams, the Grizzlies and the Hawks. Yeah, the Grizzlies just lacking that offensive firepower. I was hoping Conley would bring some back. But they just can't score the ball. Mm. The team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> There's a trivia question. Without looking at a box score, name me four starters. I'll, I'll give you, you could probably mm. get three if yeah. you get the fourth one. You are an NBA fan for sure. Yeah. You're a Grizzlies fan. Yeah. Well, that's probably a little bit more like it. Before we go, before we move on, a uh, quick check on your Mavs against the Suns. That game is uh, going on as we record this. It's 43-38 in favor of the Suns. It looks like the battle between the two draft picks is pretty much even between uh, Doncic and DeAndre Ayton. First of all, I can't believe you made me record this during a Mavs game. <laughs> but uh, I did catch a couple of glimpses of uh, a couple of Doncic behind the back passes to DJ, which was nice to see. Um, we had a lot of money for Dallas on this game. Phoenix were favourites this morning and Dallas tipped two and a half point fab. So right. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, where the money was going there, but at this, you know, it's still a close game. Ayton looks, from what I saw, really good. So 
Yeah, be interesting as they catch the second half of this one and see how they go. Very good. Let's uh, have a look at a couple of games that are uh, still to come. Friday, a big one. LeBron makes his debut uh, with the Lakers at Portland. And it's going to be an emotional day because the Trailblazers, obviously their owner, uh, Paul Allen, who's owned the team since, I guess, late 80s, early 90s, uh, passed away. It's going to be a very emotional scenes there. Um, and also, I think this is a great test for LeBron, you know, against a team that had a pretty good year last year. I, mean, I think this will be a pretty good game. Yeah, I agree. The uh, I thought this would be around two and a half. It's open three and a half towards Portland there. Yep. I think that'll move back towards the Lakers. So if you do like the Lakers, um, you can jump on now at 235. Um, my best bet for this game is probably the under. I think, you know, I like what the Lakers have done defensively in the offseason. It's going to take time for their offense to click. So I think if you're looking for a bet, the under 222 is probably your best one there. Yeah, I think the unders as well because as good as their defense could potentially be, their offense might be equally as bad. Yeah, Uh, You've got ball dominant players in the Lakers team. Rondo, ball, Stevenson, LeBron. They all like to play with the ball in their hand. And as we know... Basketball's only played with one ball on the court. There's going to be some unhappy people here. I'd like to see what sort of offense Luke's put in for movement, and I'd really like to see LeBron posting up a lot more this year, but time will tell. Yeah, we'll see that on Friday. And Saturday, a couple of really good games, Celtics at Raptors. That could be a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals, without a doubt. Yeah, we've had this game up since the schedule was announced, one we're really looking forward to. Um, I think Toronto... You know, if this game was at, you know, towards the all-star all-star break, you know, I'd like Toronto here. But I think, as I said, it takes these guys time to get used to each other in game circumstances. Boston already have that. They looked really good. They've played a game under their belt and they look, you know, really great. So I think Boston could be a bit of value here at 213. And the uh, Warriors at Jazz, that'll be an interesting one. Golden State heading to Utah to play our buddies Joe Ingles and Dante Exum. Yeah, I won't be doing much on Saturday apart from watching <laughs> these two games, I think. But um <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, it'll be a good game. Draymond looked pretty underdone the other day. Clay missed a lot of open threes, which won't happen too much. But, you know, Utah play Golden State pretty well. So you'd be interested to see your thoughts on this one, were they? Yeah, I just think that uh, Rudy Gobert is just going to be too much uh, for an underdone Warriors team inside. Like we said, Draymond Green uh, is out of shape. Uh, No Boogie Cousins. Uh, And Rudy Gobert looked, I know he was playing against the Perth Wildcats, but he looked really, Mm. really good active on both ends. I'd like to see him take his game to the next level. I want to see him as an all-star this year. I want to see him be the defensive player of the year. All things within his capabilities of doing. Um, and Utah, not only do they have a good defensive coach in Quinn Snyder, they actually have the players to actually play him. Uh, Joe, Jay Crowder, they're, they're good defenders. Donovan Mitchell is obviously mm. a freak athlete. I'm looking forward to the matchup, and I hope the Jazz get up here. Well, that's about uh, it for us here. Now, I did say earlier, and mind you, three double passes to give away to Melbourne United's Sunday home game against Adelaide. Tell us, the city where Mark Worthington was born, tweet us at sportsbet.com.au. Use the hashtag winwithwortho. The first three correct answers, we will get in touch with you. You are a winner. You can pick up your two tickets at the arena on Sunday. Coxie, great to see you. Thanks for coming in here. Thank you very much. Can I just throw out there our 14-up yeah. promo on the yes, match betting? please do. Already clicked today with Miami going up early against Orlando, then Orlando come back and winning, so we paid out both sides there. 
And if you're brave enough, Sacramento went up 14 in the first quarter and now they're down 13 at halftime. So Ooh. we might be paying out both sides there as well. Absolutely right. Give us your Twitter address once again. Adam underscore Cox 41. Wurtho, great to see you. What's your Twitter? At Wurtho33. That's very good. Come pick a fight with me. <laughs> exactly right. Under control. Mine's at Ed White. I don't have any number with it uh, if you want to say anything to me. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. And, of course, you keep across the NBL at nbl.com.au. Keep an eye on our Sportsbet Twitter and Instagram feeds and the Facebook page. Download the app as well. And, of course, mo- most importantly, always gamble responsibly. Listener.